0: Welcome to People's Church. Before we get to this week's message with Pastor Tom Murray, we want you to know that you matter to your Heavenly Father and you matter to us. People's Church is a multi-generational faith community in Salem committed to knowing Christ and making Him known. Sunday morning worship services at our Salem campus are at 8.30, 10, and 11.30. Watch messages anytime and plan your visit at peopleschurch.com. We pray this practical, biblical teaching is encouraging, challenging, and possibly even life-changing.
1: Let me ask you this question. Would we recognize a move of God? If God was moving in a new way, would we recognize a move of God? Because when God moves we can respond or we can reject god gives us the free will to respond to his move when god moves we can dismiss what's happening we can try to explain it away or we can be open to what god wants to do in and through us this is true for us as individuals when god wants to move in your life god's pressing you to something new, maybe something unfamiliar, a a place you've not been before. And (laughs) some of you, you, you've been there, done that. What you can do is you can explain away all the reasons that this isn't God. Or we can say, God, if this is you, here I am, send me. Work in me and through me. Today is Pentecost Sunday where we mark one of the great moves of God in all of world history. We celebrate the launch of the church after the death and resurrection of Jesus. The church is launched there in the city of Jerusalem just a few weeks after Jesus had been crucified in that same city. Now, if you were to call in the consultants... And we're thankful for people of wisdom. We're thankful for spiritual advisors and people who uh, speak wisdom into our life, praying people. But if we, like, just, like, we're to call in the consultants and say, what would be the best place for us to launch the church? I don't know that many consultants would say, well, the best place to do this would be in the same city where Jesus was crucified, where the crowds cried out for his crucifixion. The consultants might say, you need to leave that place and try to find friendlier ground. But Jesus had a different plan. Jesus had a different plan. On the day of Pentecost, the first public sermon was preached. After Jesus suffered and died, he appeared to his followers, proving to them in many ways, proving to them in many ways that he was alive. You see, Jesus, he was... Selected in who he chose to appear to after the death and resurrection. He appeared to those who would carry the message forward. Jesus told his followers to do what? Before he ascended back into heaven, he told them to do what? He told them to wait. To wait in Jerusalem for the promised gift. The promised gift is the Holy Spirit. Hello? Hello? Jesus told them to wait. You know, sometimes God's direction today is to wait. Sometimes God's direction is to wait. If if God has called you to wait, you're in good company. Because he told the people who would launch the church they needed to wait. Because God had a perfect time in mind. See, God had planned that the church would be launched when the crowds would be in Jerusalem and so he lined up the timing for the baptism of the spirit the launch of the church to align with when all the people from all the, all over would be in jerusalem god had a timing and plan jesus told them to wait sometimes god's greatest move comes after a season of waiting wait, waiting does not mean that god is absent we're not on hold we're not waiting for our turn God's timing is perfect, Isaiah 40, verse 31. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. The disciples are waiting in Jerusalem, as Jesus instructed, and it says that the believers were together in one place, and then a mighty wind filled that place. What looked like flames or tongues of fire settled on each one. And the Holy Spirit gave them the ability to speak in other languages. And then empowered by the Holy Spirit, they left the gathering place and they went into the streets. Christ followers, those of us in here tonight who'd say that we're Christ followers, empowered by the Holy Spirit, there are times when we must leave our gathering place to bring the message of hope. The believers went to the street empowered. Do you notice that when Jesus gave the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit fell, He didn't dispatch the first followers as secret agents, He didn't send them out for undercover work. He launched the church through an impromptu gathering where thousands heard the message would we recognize a move of god today when god moves we have the option to explain away and dismiss or we can be open to how god will move in and through us in jerusalem people were gathered from near and far for the festival of pentecost when god moved on those followers in the upper room acts 2 verse 6 speaking of the crowd when they heard the loud noise God was moving. It wasn't because the worship team was playing. The spirit was moving. And the, whatever the sound was, when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Now the first followers of Christ who were gathered in the upper room in that major international city of Jerusalem, they were from the back country of Galilee. And the accent that they spoke with, how they dressed, it was obvious to everyone because when people saw a Galilean, they said, that is a Galilean. They knew it right away. The crowd is made up of people who speak all these different languages. People from foreign nations are hearing their own language and it's being spoken by these galileans and every time it's the galileans it's like uh, an insult uneducated acts 211 the crowds are saying and we hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things that god has done these people aren't supposed to be bilingual some of you are bilingual praise god some of you are trilingual and the, 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 the people who've gathered from the nations are looking at the Galileans and saying, these are not supposed to be bilingual people. They're not supposed to be knowing these other languages. And here they are, they're speaking our language in such, with such clarity that we can understand what they're talking about. And they are talking about the good things that God has done. When, when God moves, when God moves, we have the option of explaining away and dismissing what's happening. Or we can be open to what God wants to do in us and through us. And watch what happens. Acts 2.12. The crowd stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. Acts 2.13. But others in the crowd ridiculed saying, they're just drunk. That's all. Remember how he said, one of the options when God is moving is we can dismiss it and we can explain it away. Now, even if you've never been drunk, you know enough about alcohol's impact on the human body that alcohol does not give you the ability to speak in clarity other languages. Some of you have said some things you wish you could take back when you were drinking, but here's what's up. When God is moving in ways that are new, in ways that are uncomfortable, in ways that are challenging, in ways that are convicting, some will be open and others will find a way to dismiss what's happening even through ridiculous explanations that don't make sense. To declare that these people who have the ability to speak in four languages supernaturally to decide that what's happening is intoxication. That is a ridiculous explanation. But some will grasp at anything to dismiss the move of God. So here's the question, or a series of questions for you and me. Are you open to the move of God? And I think we all would nod our head and maybe even say out loud, yes, I'm open. Well, here's a couple of follow-up questions. What if it's uncomfortable? What what if it's challenging? What if a move of God is convicting? Are you still open to a move of God? When God moves in this city, we're not saying if God moves in this city, when God moves in this city, do you want to be part of what he's doing? Or do you want to come up with an excuse to sit on the sideline? When God wants to move in your life, are you open to what he might speak to you through the power of the Holy Spirit? Or would you go to even ridiculous excuses to dismiss how God may want to leverage your life? So Peter is the one who stood up to preach, and Peter gives the church's first message. And it's uncomfortable It's uncomfortable because Peter calls them out. He says to this crowd, It's your religious attitude and rebellion that led to Jesus' death on the cross. That's uncomfortable. You nailed him to a cross and killed Jesus, Peter says. Acts 2, verses 22 and 23, words from the sermon that Peter preached. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene, Peter preaches. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God, but God, but God knew what would happen. And his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, now if Peter were to stop there, the crowd of mostly people of a Jewish background would say, yeah, it is the the lawless Gentiles. It is their fault. With the help of lawless Gentiles, Peter says, you, (laughs) you nailed him to a cross and killed him. Peter follows that up with this. Verse 24, God released. God released Jesus from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. Yes, a move of God will be uncomfortable. A move of God will push us outside of our comfort zone. Yes, a move of God is often convicting, revealing to us where we are separated from our heavenly father. Verses 37 and 38, Peter's words pierced their hearts. Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter's words are just as powerful today as they were back then. Not because of who's speaking, but because of the Holy Spirit's power behind the words. Many, many, maybe this is even you here tonight, many in our culture are asking the same question that the crowd in Jerusalem asked 2,000 years ago. Okay, now that we've heard, what do we do about this? And the answer remains the same. Repent. Turn to God. Repent. Maybe a church word for you, repent, means to turn away. It means to turn away from a life against God and turn to God. Repent, turn to God, be baptized. And Peter says, be ready to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, a move of God will push you outside of your comfort zone. Yes, a move of God is convicting. And yes, a move of God is challenging. Look at verse 40. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners Save yourselves from this crooked generation. Save yourselves from this crooked generation. Set yourself apart from a culture that is moving away from God. Sound familiar today? You think God is still asking followers of Christ to do this today? To set up, that we would set ourselves apart from a crooked generation? that we would be willing to set ourselves apart from a culture that is opposed to God. I've looked through the Bible and I can't find any place where God calls us to blend in. There are times when as a follower of Christ, you will not blend in. And that needs to be okay. We need to be good with that. Because at the end of the day, there is one who we are striving to please. And that is our Heavenly Father. It was a powerful day. Remember we said that God did not deploy the first followers of Christ as a team of undercover secret agents. The church was launched through a mega service. How do we know this? Because verse 41 tells us that those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. So at least 3,000 people were there. Did you see how God uses the followers of Christ? Did you see how God used the followers of Christ empowered by the holy spirit in such a way that the people had to respond but what was happening was undoubtedly the work of god there's no questioning that god worked yet at the same time as god is moving powerfully people actually had to do something it wasn't just come along for the ride they actually had to make the decision to be involved see god drew the people in how did he do it God gave the followers of Christ the supernatural ability to speak in other languages. Now, the, the Word doesn't say anything about the first followers being in some hypnosis, some sort of trance where they had no control over their bodies. They had to make the decision, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to walk down from that upper room, to go down the stairs and into the street and speak out loud. But they were doing it not under their own strength, they were doing it under the power of the Holy Spirit. And once the crowd was gathered, hearts were pierced. How did God do this? God is the one who was piercing their hearts, but how did God do this? He did it through Peter's preaching. God was certainly the one who was moving. Yet he used people to carry out his purposes. And Peter was a fisherman. God bless fishermen. Nothing, not speaking against people who do this very difficult job. But this was not a theologian. This was not the top scholar at the synagogue. This was not someone who went after this role or this title or this responsibility. God used Peter to do something incredible. All the credit goes to God, but God used a person in that moment. And did you did you ever see this? That when the hearts of the people were pierced, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they, the crowd, said to him, and the other apostles. So, the other apostles were used in this moment. The other first followers were used in this moment. When God moves, will you be ready? Or will you explain away through excuses? Because we can almost promise you (laughs) that when God moves, it will be uncomfortable. When God moves, it will be challenging. When God moves, it will likely be convicting, meaning that he will want to purify in you some things that may be holding you back from being used by him in the fullest way. And maybe, Maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about that in some area tonight where, where you, you know that there is some sin in your life that is holding you back from the way that God wants to use you in the fullest way. We believe that God is going to do a work in our city. And it's not just going to be one church. Thank God we have other Bible preaching, Christ-centered, even other spirit-filled churches in this city. When we link arms with our brothers and sisters in Christ, we can do great things. We believe that God is going to do something in this city, and he wants to use this church to be part of the frontline army. And that move could happen at any time. It's already happening in some ways. But what if God calls us to something that is greater than what we could even come up with in our own mind right now? What if it makes us uncomfortable? What if it's challenging? We want to be a church that's ready. We want to be people who are ready. Let me ask you if you're in this place tonight, and I'm going to ask you to only stand if you mean it. Don't just stand because others are around you. If you're just here to soak in and observe, that's fine. Or if you're not quite ready to go there, that's fine. But if tonight, if you are serious, and if you are physically able, and you would say that you want to be used by God, maybe you've even thought of times in your past, and I think that more of us would be in this camp than would like to admit there's been times when God's wanted to move, and we've come up with excuses. We've explained it away. There's been a time when God has challenged us to speak to that person who's next to us in line. There's times when the Spirit has prompted us to stop and get out of our car and go over and address someone. There's times when uh, we talked this morning about a stranger giving a ride to that young lady named Nakisha and that stranger started telling her about church there's times when we've been prompted by the holy spirit to extend an invite and we've come up with excuses of why not to respond in that moment so before we get so quick to condemn the people in the crowd who were making this ridiculous reason oh, this must be drunkenness i think that some of us have Been those faces in the crowd, where we've come up with ridiculous explanations to dismiss how God may want to use us. But if you're here tonight and you're saying, next time, either as an individual or as part of a church family, and if you're visiting, I hope this is for your own church family, wherever you call your church home, if you wanna be used, In a move of God, in your own life or in your faith community, I invite you to stand with me in this place. You're saying, I, I'm willing to be challenged. God, I'm, I'm willing to be convicted. And when we say that, you're saying, Father, I'm willing to allow you to expose sin in my life so that I can do something about it. You're saying, I'm, I'm willing to be challenged. I'm willing to be pressed outside of my comfort zone. I'm willing to put sin in the present. I'm willing to put it in the past so that nothing would hold me back from being part of the move of God. We want to be a church that's ready. We want to be a church that's ready. And ready does not mean that we're sitting and waiting it out until God sends his son Jesus to return. We're not just waiting it out. A church that's ready is saying we want to be about the work of God until the moment that Jesus returns. And God's greatest move, we, will, we believe, is going to happen in the days leading up to Jesus' return. There's going to be a great revival, and it's not going to be isolated to one geographic location. It's going to sweep the nation. It's going to sweep the world. There are people who are desperate for the message of truth. In this season, there is growing contrast between the darkness and the light. And there are some who are going to hang out in the dark, but there are some who are in the dark who are longing for the light. They're waiting for someone to tell them. They're waiting for someone to invite them. Maybe you're here tonight as the result of an invitation. We want to be a church that's ready. We want to be a church that's ready for the move of God. Let's sing that. We want to be a church that's ready. Thank you, Lord.
0: We pray that this week's message has been practical, encouraging, and challenging. Let us know if you made a first-time commitment or recommitment to following Christ. Visit peopleschurch.com and click Connect to share your decision with us. There is great value in being a part of a Christ-centered, Bible-teaching faith community. If you are looking for a church home, Pastor Tom Murray invites you to People's Church in Salem. Sunday morning and evening worship services, group Bible studies, relevant engaging activities for kids and youth in safe, secure environments. Watch messages anytime or plan your visit at peopleschurch.com